0: We just left behind everyone we know, everyone we ever cared about. If you're not going to give us a second chance, I don't know any of you. Well, exactly. You don't know any of us. And we don't know you. For all we know, you could be her evil twin. But then we'd be dealing with clichés, and you know how I feel about those. No, actually, you know how I feel about those. Welcome back to Stargate Weekly. I'm Thad Heat And I'm Stuart Hollis. This week, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 6,
1: Point of View. Well, I mean, it all depends on how you look at it. True. It originally aired on the 30th of July, 1999, and was directed by...
0: It was directed by Peter DeLuise, and it was written by the Stargate Writers' Room.
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, the credit doesn't say Stargate Writer's Room, but. No, that's... the
0: credit says Jonathan Glasner, Brad Wright, Robert C. Cooper, and Tor Alexander Valenza.
1: Yes. So, okay, it does sort of basically say the Writer's Room. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, like, you know, this is like, you know, like, this is the process that we go through for our podcasts. <laughs> but it is, like, a little silly to do it. On Stargate, since it did have such, like, a solid, like, continuity of writers and directors after, like, once we hit
0: season three. Yeah, but every once in a while, you'll you'll come to an outlier, so it is useful to go on. Yeah. The foreign language titles, not too much difference. Uh, the French went super on the nose with On the Other Side of the Mirror, and the Germans went with Lifeline. Yeah. Yeah.
1: On the Other Side of the Mirror, I don't hate. No. Our synopsis from TV Guide. When an alternate version of Earth is invaded by the Gould, the Stargate crew must appeal to the alternate versions of themselves for help. Alright. Crew?
0: Okay, crew is wrong. (laughs) Alright. Stargate Wiki is Dr. Samantha Carter and Major Charles Kowalski from an alternate reality use their quantum mirror to get to our universe in order to escape their Earth being enslaved by the Gould. SG One decides to help them take back what they lost by contacting the Asgard for help.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much on the nose.
0: So the man interviewing Mirror Sam is Peter Deluise. Nice. Hmm. So what do you remember from this episode? This is
1: a this is a segment that we often forget to yes, talk about.
0: We do. It's something we don't remember. Uh, the general plot, like not the specifics, but the general idea. I have a vi- had a vivid memory of Daniel realizing that he didn't have the right thing by seeing that Sam had Sam's uniform said Captain. Other than that, I didn't have any vivid thoughts of what happened in this episode, but I remember the overall, you know, theme.
1: I, as usual, did not remember much. As follow-up to last week's episode, I remembered almost everything from Learning Curve.
0: Well, you must have had a nanite that
1: yeah, like, I don't watch Learning Curve more frequently than any other given episode. In fact, I watch it less frequ- frequently than any other given episode, since there's a couple, like, standout episodes that it's like, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to watch, like, Wind of Opportunity. Or, um, I can never remember the name of it, but the end of Season 5, beginning of Season 6. Like, I'll, I'll watch those.
0: Do you mean or, the two-parter uh, at the beginning of Season 6?
1: And also the tail end of Season 5, when we first meet uh Jonas Quinn.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. See, I don't really, I don't really care for that, but. Well, you're wrong. I love the 2 part Redemption, the two-parter at the beginning of season six, i probably see yes. that more than any other Stargate episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one where Daniel ascends? Eh.
1: eh. But I don't know why Learning Curve sticks in my brain so hard. Perhaps it is a nanite. You're right.
0: I remembered it pretty well, too.
1: Yeah, but point of view, uh, it's a Quantum Mirror episode. Yeah. That's basically what I remembered. I didn't remember any of the details past it's a Quantum Mirror episode. I didn't
0: remember the Asgard. No. I remember that Sam had long hair. I remember mm-hmm. that that Sam had been married to Jack. I remember that Kowalski was there. I remembered the weird freaky-deaky face stuff.
1: Right. So just to get it out, out of the way quickly, no one on this episode... Like, we don't have really any, like, new characters on this episode, and so therefore I have no new mentions for the Dead Zone Hall of Fame.
0: Mmm. Have any of them- have any of the recurring characters been on the Dead Zone, though? I think
1: so, but if I've already mentioned them, I don't bother looking them up. Mm-hmm. I, I basically, like, don't check the recurring characters. You
0: don't know? Some of the random Jafar could have been on the Dead Zone.
1: Incidentally, one of the random Jaffa- <laughs> Jaffa number one. I can't remember the actor's name now, and I'm ter- I'm, I'm terrible-
0: Ty Olsen.
1: Yes, will appear in a few years as Colonel something of the SGC. Huh.
0: Interestingly, Jaffa number one has his own Stargate wiki page.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's the one uh, with the goatee.
0: Jaffa number two does not get his own page.
1: (laughs) Well, no, of course not. This isn't Voyager. They don't care about the number twos. (laughs) Mm. So we open in the Area 51 warehouse... Where we see freaking laser beams. Yeah. The, uh, the VR chair from the gamekeeper and what looks like a Merv warhead. Okay. I don't, so a Merv is, um, multiple, now I forgot what the second, multiple independent reentry vehicle. It's the warhead that sits atop a nuclear missile. So a nuclear missile isn't just one bomb. It's like eight bombs. Okay right so they launch the missile and then it fires up it goes ballistic and as it's re-entering the nose cone splits and the eight sometimes ten i think some of them do have ten independent re-entry vehicles like separate from the missile body and they get like a little bit of a push in whatever direction they're headed so they can strike multiple targets simultaneously it's like a slightly smarter cluster bomb but with nukes and to my understanding, they're almost always conical. All right. Not to mention true lies for like the eighth time <laughs> on one of our podcasts. By the way, we love that movie. The, um, when they have captured, um, our heroes, like when they're like, and the, 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 the jihadists are you know, like filming their video or whatever, mm-hmm. that green triangular cone looking thing. That's a Merv.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's been too long for me to remember that particular green triangular cone looking thing.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, like, I have rewatched it very, very recently. <laughs> so they're in the Area 51 warehouse. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Why are there lasers in the room?
1: For exactly this reason. In case someone somehow, like, sneaks in, maybe through the roof? I don't know. It seems a little. You're thinking it's overkill?
0: Yes. Obviously in this case it was it ended up being the exact right amount of kill. But yes, thank you. <laughs> it seemed to have been overkill until it turned out not to be overkill.
1: Yes, the lasers were just the right amount of kill in this scenario when cuz cuz you know we focus on the on the quantum mirror we see Dr. Samantha Carter with the long hair.
0: And you can tell it's Dr. Samantha Carter cuz Major Samantha Carter wouldn't have made the rookie mistake of walking into the laser.
1: Well, perhaps the lasers are meant to be invisible, and they're only there for just dramatic effect. Mmm. That was my thinking.
0: That would make more sense for them to be invisible.
1: Yes, and at first I was really confused as to why Kowalski had, like, a bandolier of ammunition, uh, until I realized that he was carrying a, a, a saw. Uh, it's a like a the squad Something weapon. I can't remember what the A stands for. I'm terrible. And we can do follow up next week when our military advisor tells us.
0: Because
1: mm. by the way, we have a military advisor, and he's going to feature again later in this episode.
0: This episode?
1: Yes. But the saw actually like is like can be belt fed. Okay. So whereas like your like regular conventional like M16, I don't think can.
0: Yeah. No. It just takes the clips. Magazine. I'm sorry. I have had the ex- the difference explained to me before.
1: I don't remember what it is. I just remember that a magazine's the more correct one. I think clips harken back to an older time somehow.
0: I know there are clips with an AK-47 or at least they're called banana clips.
1: It's still technically a magazine, I think.
0: Well, that's just confusing.
1: I think a clip is like with like the M1 Garand where they had the eight bullets just kind of like crimped into a piece of metal or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about there.
1: Yeah, so apparently like, that's a clip, I think, because okay. I guess like the bullets are like clipped in.
0: So, on an AK, the banana clip is not actually a clip. It's just it's a, it a clip. It's a banana mag. But they don't call it a banana mag.
1: A lot of people use clip and magazine interchangeably. You're thinking of Harry Turtledove. I
0: am, in fact, yes. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying those racist South Africans wouldn't have used the wrong terminology.
1: They probably would not, no. But... <laughs> My understanding is magazine is more correct is more correct than clip, and we'll have further follow up next week if I am wrong again.
0: So And we have and if we have listeners who understand at all what I just said, you're amazing.
1: Yes, no, absolutely. Like send send us an email, uh, StargateWeekly at gmail.com or tweet at us at Stargate Weekly if you want to join the Stargate Weekly book club where we read none of the Stargate books and instead read other sci fi books.
0: Apparently some of the Stargate books are gonna be part of uh Stargate Command All Access soon, though.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool if I could ever, like, re-up it. And you know what's really great? We're, like, 32 seconds into the episode, and we're, (laughs) like, eight minutes into this recording, so...
0: (laughs) So par for the course, then.
1: Just about. (laughs) So after after Sam and Kowalski... Samantha, we're going to have to call her Samantha. Uh, After Samantha and Kowalski get captured by whoever's guarding AI-51, we then... I think get the theme at this point, and the, and we open back up on Jack in basically civvies, just sort of heading down towards the infirmary, asking what the big deal was, and then stopping mid-sentence when he sees Sam, he thinks, with long hair.
0: Yeah. And she so calls my, him Jack, and he's a little surprised by that.
1: Yes. So here's what's throwing me off about this, because they, they go into the conversation about like why and how they're there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's been like two years at this point. How has Jack gleaned nothing from Sam and Daniel about all the wackiness that exists in their life now?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, every third day, they step th- into a stable wormhole and instantly transport to another alien planet. How it like? How has he gleaned nothing? He used to, like, care about spacey things.
0: Yeah, we've... <sighs> I think at this point, we've pretty much gotten to the point where Jack's character has morphed into the one that no longer cares about spacey things. It is actually coming up later this season where he doesn't care at all about meteor showers.
1: That's ridiculous. Yeah. Jack, the Jack who in the very first episode said, Come on, guys, join NASA. That's where the real action's going to be, while staring through his telescope cares about meteor showers
0: you didn't think the colonel has a telescope on his roof for no reason to, just to spy on the neighbors do you
1: <laughs> they are unfortunately very inconsistent with how much jack cares about space things
0: <laughs> yes and at this point they've pretty much forgotten that jack cares about space things and will continue to f- have forgotten that jack cares about space things
1: yes so we there we're then in the in the briefing room with sg1 and hammond Mm-hmm. And and I think Fraser was there, too, in the briefing room.
0: Yes, because she tells us that Kowalski really is Kowalski.
1: They're watching the video of Samantha's interview at Area 51, where she calls out, oh, for crying out loud.
0: Yes. I have that marked down as well.
1: Had a nice little look from Jack on that moment.
0: Yes. And Kowalski says, go old.
1: Well, you know, minor differences.
0: <laughs> I don't know if we count that as a minor difference. It just...
1: Minor difference.
0: I think that just gets... <laughs> Put on the list as yet another way to pronounce Gould.
1: So we're up to, like, five now?
0: <laughs> at least.
1: And that, you know, that dovetail, dovetails nicely with Samantha and Kowalski are brought into the briefing room. <laughs> yes. Kowalski really is not happy to see Teal'kin there.
0: No. No, he and is And
1: Samantha not. is really not happy to see Sam in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, not, like, the same way,
1: though. Well, not the same way, but they're kind of, like, spitting at each other. Like...
0: Well, they seem to be mostly okay until Sam says, talks about how it's better that she joined the military. Well,
1: she points out it was a contributing factor.
0: Yes. And Dr. Carter bristles at that.
1: Yes. And we get some more exposition on why she would have bristled in the hallway afterwards, where we get a little bit of uh, I can't remember what the term of art is for that. We are like, the same actor on the screen at the same time. There's, like, there's a technical term for it.
0: I'm sure there is.
1: And Dr. Samantha Carter points out that she is feeling inadequate because they had known for six months the Gould were coming, and they couldn't think of a way to fix it.
0: But Major
1: Samantha Carter did. Well, Captain Samantha Carter, along with the addition of Teal and Dr. Jackson...
0: Yeah. So actually, we come back to we talked about this the first time we went through the mirror. Was it, what was what was the name of the episode?
1: Uh, you mean there, but for the grace of God?
0: That's it. Which doesn't really actually say anything about it being a mirror. Okay,
1: nothing about being a mirror.
0: We talked about this when we talked when we were discussing that episode. How does time work?
1: Like, why are they all more or less on the same calendar?
0: No. How are they not... How are events not happening at the same timeline? At, at mm. the same... Because there, before the grace of God, it happened a, a, at the very least a few yeah. days before, probably a couple weeks, which we talk about doesn't make any sense because if time is ever so slightly faster in one than the other after the millennia, it would be, like, way ahead.
1: Yeah. So... I think what's possible is the minor changes add up. Mm-hmm. So, like Teal'c defecting is actually like a really huge change. Yeah, <laughs> you think? Right. So, we, without him having defected, it would make sense that the Gould could attack sooner. Yeah. Without, I mean, I, I mean if we're if, if we're talking like back in season one. Then Apophis hasn't been defeated yet by SG one. So that like further dials back the timeline on when our reality, our hero's reality, would get it would get invaded. But if other SG teams and other realities haven't killed Apophis, then that again, like that moves up the timeline effectively. Okay,
0: but how does it explain this reality where it's happening like two years later?
1: Well who knows what kind of like wacky missions they went on other hmm. right. uh, than meeting the Asgard, apparently. Uh, Which yes. makes a certain degree of sense as to why they wouldn't, if they didn't have Daniel there. Yes, that's to... true.
0: They wouldn't know about the meaning of life stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that does make sense. And they didn't have Teal because remember we found we met the Asgard originally because Teal could knew about Samaria.
1: Right. It was it was like a joint thing between Daniel and and, and Daniel Teal.
0: was looking for the Asgard, or or for one of the races, and Teal'c mentioned Samaria.
1: Menci- yeah, so that's why they never would have met the Asgard. Without Teal'c there to, like, point them in that direction, Yeah, they would have gotten there eventually, but they probably still wouldn't have met the Asgard, because they wouldn't have had a Gould teammate to get sucked up by Thor's hammer.
0: So we, I guess we're to assume that Mirror Ernest Littlefield is still hanging out in that castle with a goatee now.
1: Yep. I'm kind of surprised Sam didn't have a goatee.
0: I definitely appreciated Apophis having a goatee. That was a nice uh, mirror universe thing there.
1: Yes, evil, evil Apophis.
0: (laughs) That is obviously, (laughs) obviously, for those who may not be aware, a reference to the original Star Trek episode, Mirror, Mirror, where they go to an alternate universe and evil Spock has a goatee.
1: Yes, and as we get more and more mirror, mirror episodes out of Star Trek shows, it certainly feels like... Vulcans are far more likely to have goatees in the Mirror Universe than anyone else.
0: What it basically seems to be, yes, that Mirror Vulcans have goatees. That's just how they work.
1: Whereas, like, Mirror Humans, eh.
0: Now I'm wondering. I don't think Mirror Tuvok has a goatee in that one episode of DS9.
1: Well, this is not a Star Trek podcast. For that, tune into Delta Flyer.
0: Where we still Where we will never ever talk still about, not it, talk it about was a the ds episode. <laughs> we will still not talk about the mirror universe because Voyager doesn't have any mirror universe episodes.
1: <sighs> so, sorry, listeners. I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's you know more than a handful of you that listen to both of our podcasts. We're never going to resolve this for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so here's what we can resolve. Well, at least try to. Why was Samantha allowed to keep the picture of her and Jack? Why wouldn't she be? Well, she's not in her original clothes anymore. And you have to assume they would have confiscated literally anything on her person.
0: Confiscated or just given her fresh clothes to wear.
1: Well, in addition to confiscating everything on her person, they probably also gave her fresh clothes to wear and I guess a makeup kit because she's wearing makeup. But
0: yeah, I don't know if they it makes sense to take weapons, but they could have like seen that, "Oh, that's a personal effect. We'll we'll let let her keep that." I could see the argument on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess if no one at Area 51 was familiar with multiverse theory and the potential complications of having someone walking around with a picture of an alternate reality and, like, how it could influence this reality.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's possible.
1: Yeah. But shortly after that scene is when we find out that Hammond had been in contact with whoever makes these decisions. I don't know if it was the president or just, you know, his superiors at the Pentagon. Right. Who have decided that Kowalski and Dr. Carter are allowed to stay.
0: But it doesn't sit right with Hammond.
1: No. Which, I guess I can understand.
0: I can understand, like, the knee-jerk reaction, but at the same time, it's like, why not?
1: And Jack's argument of having two Carters is better than having one Carter is not wrong.
0: (laughs) No, it is not. As evidenced later when the two Carters were able to do, you know, stuff really quickly.
1: Yes. Although they cheated a little bit, and we'll talk about that later. Jack goes to tell Samantha the good news that they're allowed to stay, and this is when we find out that Samantha was married to Jack in their timeline. Yes, and we get an interesting conversation between the two of them there. One thing that was weird to me was when, like, Jack also said the you know the effectively I can't understand what you're going through right now, but dude, you lost a son. You can kind of understand. I would think so. And then your son came back as a crystal.
0: And you were okay with that.
1: Right. So, like...
0: There was the... Yeah, I mean, there were some interesting, weird things happening in that episode.
1: So, like, you can kind of understand. You would think. The idea of losing someone super close to you and then seeing them again. Yeah. So, Jack then leaves. He runs into Sam. Mm-hmm. in the hallway. How are you doing with this twin thing?
0: <sighs> Do you have a couple of hours? And Jack's like okay, and she's like no, that was the answer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we cut back to Samantha and she's brushing her hair and then she stops. And the first time I watched this, I thought I had missed it and thought that like her hair was falling out or something.
0: Yeah, it kind of seemed that way, but no.
1: Because on some level, I I, th- I think I was like recalling that there was an issue with both of them existing in the same reality, mm-hmm. and so like I knew I like had like an idea that like a problem was coming, but I thought it was going to be her hair falling out, but instead it was her face gets all wibbly and like tries to jump away from her face. Yeah, it's weird,
0: little freaky deaky, right? So,
1: although we're not a Star Trek podcast, we are a Stargate podcast. So, I feel okay with us doing a little bit of future knowledge with some Atlantis. Because uh-huh. I have been watching selected episodes of Atlantis lately, just when I'm bored. And one of them was the one where Rodney McKay steps through Rod uh-huh. from an alternate reality. And yeah. he's there for like a week.
0: Yeah, there's also an SG-1 episode later where they have, like... Oh, yeah, like, dozens. Dozens of SGs one Yes. And it doesn't happen then, either.
1: Yeah, so did they solve this somehow? Like, the frosting problem?
0: The Stargate wiki postulates that it's a specific effect of... It's a specific uh, side effect of using the mirror. Because they don't use the mirror in the other instances.
1: Oh! I'll allow it. Since if they didn't use if they did not use the mirror in, the, in any other instant, instance, which they didn't, I don't. Hammond orders the mirror destroyed. It's
0: confirmed, but in we that, never see it. It's confirmed in the season nine, I think it's nine episode of SG one when we have all the t- all the SGs one that the mirror had been destroyed.
1: Okay, okay, and it definitely wasn't the mirror in Atlantis.
0: Right? No, it was the the thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. We'll get to that later.
0: In a few years, yeah.
1: Many moons from now, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, then I'll allow the idea that the mirror is the problem.
0: Cool. I'm not entirely sure on this mirror. Which part? Okay, so if you turn it off and turn it back on, it loses where it was before, but it will be somewhere near where it was before?
1: Yes, apparently.
0: That doesn't make sense to me. I can understand the concept of it losing where it was before, and it may just show you another place altogether, but what keeps it near where it was before?
1: And what does near mean?
0: <laughs> yes, what does near mean? Uh, yeah, I... Also, there is no way they could possibly know that either time they went to the exact same reality.
1: Here's how they could know, and we'll get to this a little bit later in the episode when Daniel is jumping, is... Filling with a remote again later. Mm -hmm. They could have had someone holding a big sign. This is home.
0: No, that wouldn't necessarily work either.
1: No, but it would be more accurate than anything else. Not maybe. Yes, no, 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 definitely. Definitely more accurate than just being like, well, this room looks right. Okay. If someone's holding a big sign, you've at least, like, narrowed it down to, like, a smaller subset of alternate realities where you yes. thought to make that decision.
0: Yes, but, obviously, they weren't the, this wasn't the only reality where they did this thing where they went to the other reality. We know this because we see Captain Carter waiting for them. Even though we have been, we
1: will be told repeatedly that it doesn't say things like Colonel anywhere on the uniform. <laughs>
0: Well, it doesn't on their, like, field uniform. I don't think it does even on their
1: base uniform. Because
0: that's what he's wearing when he says it. Yeah, the garrison uniform? I'm not
1: sure. Yeah. It's not going to say Captain Carter on the name tag.
0: On the name tag, yeah, no, you're right. On the name tag, it is just the name. But they have the they do have them on the collar. Yes. On the garrison uniform.
1: Yes, they do have their rank insignia on the collars. I think I, I'm... I'm gonna give you that one. I, I'm not uh, like a hundred percent certain on that one, but like it, they do. it, it, it been, feels right.
0: I've been doing a lot of research on these lately because I'm sure you have. <laughs> was doing the cosplay stuff, but yes, right. no, of course. Uh, so yeah, the, you're right. The 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 name on the pocket, but in that alternate universe, they do.
1: <laughs> okay, well that's how you really know it's the wrong one,
0: <laughs> right? But but that means that they're. If they had done the sign thing, there still probably were other universes where they did the sign thing. So they still don't know that they came back to the same universe. It doesn't really matter if it's... Because if
1: they're holding the sign, then it's close enough.
0: Right. And that's, that's what I'm saying is they probably didn't go back to the same universe, but they went back to a universe where those characters went through the gate to the other universe so it's okay even if it is ever so slightly off from their original universe like maybe there's fish in jack's pond now uh but (laughs) i don't like the odds of them actually finding exactly the right one since there's an infinite number of universes yeah yeah
1: yeah maybe in their original reality jack doesn't drink guinness
0: but it's a good replacement for food
1: it is anyway so <laughs> we're back in the briefing room yes we're jumping back a little bit because the whole talk about the quantum mirror and why they do this that and the other thing kind of takes us through like the latter half of the episode
0: yeah but when I when something comes up that I want to talk about I don't wait because I'm me <laughs>
1: Listen, we're trying this new format where we try to work through the episode chronologically, but we're still us, and we're still going to just, like, go off on interesting tangents.
0: Whibbly-wobbly. I, I view that more as This guidelines. is not
1: a Doctor Who podcast. There's no Wibbly wobbly We could do a Doctor Who podcast. We could, but no. <laughs> yeah. That would be, like... The third podcast in our queue of, this could be an interesting podcast to also do.
0: Right, but see, the Doctor Who one, we could just, like, go back in time and do it when we're free. (laughs) Just like the Sliders one, we could... Right. Yeah. That could also be a good podcast. Or the Quantum Leap podcast, we could also do a Quantum Leap. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, you're going to be hearing us forever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If we somehow ever manage to make any amount of money off of this, yes, like that, like it'll just be our lives to watch old TV shows.
0: I'm not going to lie. I would be totally down for that. If that was my actual job to watch shows and do this podcast, absolutely. Listeners, if you want to send us money, you can reach us at StargateWeekly at gmail.com.
1: Heck yes. So, we're back in the briefing room.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: And we're talking about... And, and the the alternate people are not in the room at this time. Mm-hmm. They're talking about, like, what can we do to help out this alternate reality? And Daniel is very much in favor of helping them out however they can. Mm-hmm. Heyman points out, but, you know, even with all the resource, resources of their planet, they couldn't get the job done. What about the resources of our world?
0: Well, what do we have that they don't?
1: Our fate. Because he correctly points out that they have met alien civilizations, specifically the Asgard, mm-hmm. that the SGA have not.
0: And just like last time, we don't for sure know what the A stands for. Correct. Presumably administration.
1: Presumably. That makes the most sense.
0: And it could actually stand for a completely different thing than the last time, because that was That's a different like, universe. That's true.
1: Yeah, this time around, it could be Stargate Alliance. Alliance you know, like maybe, doesn't make sense. Unless they've been more open with other countries... Yeah, I don't think so. No, they definitely have not been. Anyway, Stargate America. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like a really bad spin-off. Yeah. So <laughs> Each week we go through the gate to a different place in America to find out what's happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we dialed the gate to the world to the America's largest ball of twine. <laughs> yeah. So they're talking about how they had met the Asgard and we could put the dialing program onto a removable hard drive. How quaint. <laughs> cause apparently the dialing program is bigger than 1.44 megabytes,
0: but they had zip disks at this point. Didn't they?
1: So, so this is what I got onto. Uh-huh. So do you remember ish? Like, I don't even remember this cause I never had to experience it in my daily life but there was a time in like the earlyish 90s mm-hmm. so not too far removed from when this show aired when there were all these different formats for how you printed things and just because one computer could pr- pr- could print to one printer didn't mean that anyone else could because they didn't have the right format to send to the printer
0: i don't remember this at all
1: it's a thing that existed
0: I, don't, I remember. I, th- I remember that th- there was a time when you needed to use the driver disk to in- to install the printer. The, the printers were not plug and play, but I right. don't remember is, printer formats.
1: But this is like basically like even like even more bad than that. And like I don't remember it either. But I have seen a couple of different references to it in okay. like various media. So I just take it as fact that it was a th- like a thing that existed. I,
0: I know there I were don't. two different ways. You could, you could, there were printers that were parallel and there were printers that were SCSI.
1: Right, but the point is not about printers. The point is about file formats and how weird they are. And what's to say that any files you put on any sort of removal media in this reality are actually going to work in the other reality? Just because they also have computers that also manage to dial the Stargate in the alternate reality doesn't mean that they're the exact same format. Like, what if I don't know. Apple won the PC wars and everything was Macintosh at the SGA. Yeah. Then your then your removable hard drive would be worthless once you got over there.
0: Yeah. And this was what? 98 99. 99. USB was a thing just Ish. barely like it already existed cuz I had a PC from 97 that had USB. So it was a, it was a thing on both PCs and Macs at this time, but only new ones.
1: Yeah, cuz the original iMac which famously went, like, all USB and eschewed mm-hmm. almost every legacy port, was introduced in 1998. Right. So, yeah, USB was definitely a thing, but that doesn't mean the file formats were universal. Right. I don't even know what file formats Max used back then. It would have been, like, FAT FAT or FAT16 no. on Windows.
0: Oh, oh, on Windows, yes.
1: But on Mac, it wasn't. It was. It was not HFS. No, it was
0: HFS. It wasn't HFS Plus.
1: Dang, that's an old file system. Yes. <laughs> this has been a brief interlude of potential interdimensional alternate reality file incompatibility weekly.
0: And there's also the fact that there's a very good chance that if it didn't have USB, then there was no way they were plugging it in because the Macs would have had ADB ports, and but no wait. PC had ADB ports.
1: But wait, there was more.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So anyway, I was like, aside from that little rabbit hole we t- went down just on the, like, oh-so-innocent phrase of removable hard drive.
0: <laughs> hey, you know, if Rodney McKay can plug into a Wraith Hive ship...
1: He I plugs mean- in alligator clips to, like, connect to the crystals. Anyway, so... The real important thing for this conversation was when they had said that effectively the Asgard had sent Jack the details on how to build the power not generator. Not true at all. And that is not at all what happened. No. Jack didn't have like a special like telepathic conduit to the Asgard. It was ancient knowledge downloaded into his brain. Yep. And then like, and like, they mentioned it again. Like Dr. Samantha Carter says like, oh man, these Asgards are super smart. They're able to like design this power generator. These little green men are great.
0: Also, how do they know that the alternate universe Asgard aren't green?
1: Well, that's also true. And how we know the alternate universe Asgard aren't evil? Can you imagine a little Asgard with a little goatee? Yes. That'd be yes. funny.
0: Well, in uh, the 100th episode, when they did the uh, Farscape spoof, we do see an Asgard with a Fu Manchu.
1: You mean 200?
0: Yes, that's what I meant.
1: I love the Farscape.
0: I love everything about 200. It's just like a wacky fun episode. Yeah, but I, I really love the Farscape because basically it was just a bunch of like shots in like, it, very few, there wasn't much going on at all. It was just shots that made it look like Farscape. And then he's like, you got me. I have no idea what that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which of course, which is a great in-joke because obviously it was, Claudia Black saying it, so you know
1: <laughs> well and, and you know, and Ben Browder, so yeah. you had you had two former cast members there, so it was great, yes.
0: yeah, it did sort of become Farscape sG one for a while,
1: yeah, anyway, so we get a little scene of uh, Kowalski and Daniel playing with the remote on the mirror,, mm-hmm. which I don't fully understand how it works, and we already discussed you know the the downsides to it, like where you think you're at the right one, but infinite universes and all yep you know earlier when we were first discussing the whole alternate re- reality thing well i guess the second or third time we were and jack was getting confused again and teal just asked what you know the question in the room which is which reality is the real one effectively and all you can do is just assume that your reality is the correct one
0: now uh, we're we're in the mind of an autistic kid
1: we are not going to get into the Tommy westfall Theory right is now Is Stargate in the not. Tommy
0: Westfall universe?
1: I think everything's in the Tommy Westfall universe at this point <laughs> You and I were also In the Tommy Westfall universe mm. But it reminded me of A continuum Where Landry shoots back
0: My goodness people The arrogance of what you're asking us To help you do is mind boggling
1: Yes Since all of Continuum revolves around alternate realities
0: Yes yes it does And Apophis has a goatee in that one, too. Yes. Yes. Stargate is in the Tommy Westfall universe. Oh, my God. (laughs) Along with 418 other shows.
1: So they finally step through the mirror. Because we have landed upon a reality that is probably the right one. Why did they keep the mirror in what looks like a supply closet? Like, did they move it in there when the ghouls started attacking... Like, has it always been there? Like, based on the number of realities they jump through where it's the same hallway but without explosions, like, why was it in a supply closet? Who knows? Thank you. I'm really glad I waited for that.
0: No, I don't know why it was in a closet. It seems odd. Yeah, like... And why didn't they close the damn door?
1: For real. For real. And like, once they step through, why not cover up the mirror or turn it around? Or I don't know, like, because like, as soon as they step through, there's a ghoul, there's Jaffa walking down the hallway. So it's like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. And Jack's like, and Daniel is, you know, obviously not happy about this because he has to find the correct reality again.
0: He didn't find the correct reality.
1: Yeah, it's almost a certainty that it didn't. But like, why not turn it around? And like shove it up against a shelf or something. Like the Jaffa have no idea what this thing is. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, Kowalski and Jack scout out the area. They see a bunch of Jaffa in the gate room with evil Tealc beckoning evil, evil Kapavis. Mm. Not beckoning, greeting. And then Jack intentionally drops something so that evil Tealc will get lured back to the supply closet. And it works. Yes.
0: And then Teal'c just kills himself.
1: Yeah, but killing himself does neatly solve the problem of entropic cascade failure.
0: That's true.
1: Yeah, if Kowalski isn't suffering the effects because Kowalski is dead in the reality, then if evil Teal'c is dead in the reality, good Teal'c will not suffer the effects. That probably wasn't his plan. He just wanted to kill a Jaffa who was loyal to Apophis.
0: Yeah, and it worked.
1: Yeah, because Teok had pointed out, You know, something important earlier, which was that this entropic failure didn't happen until at least 48 hours after stepping through the mirror. And if they're there, if they're there that long, then they've already failed.
0: That is, that was a very good point. Yes. Yes. So actually, you know, Major Carter could have come too, but.
1: Yes. Double the Carter, double the fun.
0: But then we would have had the possibility of losing both Carters in our universe.
1: None of the Carters, none of the fun. Yeah. Oof. So now is when we finally find out what Cree means. What the hell does Cree mean? Well, actually, it means a lot of things. Um, Usually translated, it means uh, attention, listen up, concentrate. yoo
0: It means Yoo-hoo.
1: It apparently means yoo
0: As already pointed out, Evil
1: Evil Apophis shows up. I don't really know why Jack and Kowalski did this. I think in order to get to the generator room but they go to blow open one of the steel doors that cover up.
0: And they use so much C4.
1: However, according to our military advisor, it may have actually been approximately the correct amount of C4. It
0: just looked like a heck of a lot of C4.
1: It looks like a ton of C4. And I thought that C4 was like, you know, big bada boom. Mm -hmm. But after giving this information to our military advisor, they told us that based on what they know probably a reasonably accurate amount of C4. In the Stargate universe, the exact same size block of C4 will solve whatever problem you need it to solve. Basically.
0: Yes. It can be used to blow up stumps.
1: Okay, so one thing that kind of like confused me when they're going through the wrecked realities mm-hmm. SGC. Sorry, SGA. What's with all the girders? Like, who knows? It's just its very confusing. They, they finally make it to the control room and they're uploading the program and hoping that the, you know Jack and Kowalski can make it to the generator to plug in the thing. And they notice that a Hatak is landing on the mountain. Why do they have a camera pointed at the top of the mountain?
0: You never know, man.
1: Yes, I do. It's, it's nothing you need to care about.
0: <laughs> We've seen it before, though.
1: Yes. We get... <laughs> Probably the exact same uh, scene, actually.
0: Yes, probably the exact same scene, actually.
1: Uh, We get a bit of Hammond being tortured. Uh, Good Teal comes in on this with Dr. Carter. Says that she was caught trying to escape. Apophis says, well, good job. Now interrogate either of them or both of them. I don't care. Getting the information on where this beta site
0: is. I do. I have always wondered about the beta site in the alternate universe. What happened to the alpha site? You don't start with beta. Maybe they had
1: made the decision that the SGA is the alpha site. Maybe it means Stargate Alpha. Ah. Yeah, so maybe they made the decision that the SGA counts as the alpha site, or Earth. But why stop at just the beta site? Why not also have the gamma site? Hmm.
0: Omega site.
1: Yeah. Delta site. Theta site. Because apparently, because the, they're using Greek letters instead of, you know, military letters. Yeah. Because otherwise, it'd be the Bravo the Kappa site. site, Pi site,
0: Phi site.
1: Hmm. That's the ideal site, really.
0: The Phi site. Yeah. Okay.
1: Phi is the symbol used to represent the golden ratio.
0: Ah. Okay. That would have been funny if I had gotten the joke.
1: <laughs> At a certain point, all of our heroes get captured. I don't remember the details. How or why, doesn't matter. They're ge- they're being interrogated, and Apophis is very confused, because he points at Jack and says, I saw my first prime kill you. Well, I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> Classic Jack.
0: I got better.
1: <laughs> yes. Hammond gets zatted, and then he gets zatted again. Alternate Hammond dies. I mean, our Hammond's still okay, so, like, I'm sad, but I'm not that sad. Mm-hmm. Y- you know? And this is when we get Deus Ex Asgard.
0: Yeah, but we don't see the Asgard, we just see the ship.
1: We do just see the ship, but well, the Asgard are not, like, ground troops.
0: And they re- they also resurrect Hammond, which seemed weird to me.
1: It felt a little weird, just, like, I mean, thanks, but it's alternate Hammond, so, eh?
0: Yeah, it was, still seemed weird.
1: So, the day is saved by the Asgard, and our heroes are going home. But before they do, we need to have one last moment before Jack and Samantha. Uh-huh. I really, really liked uh, the focus on Sam's face when Samantha and Jack kiss goodbye. The way that Amanda Tapping, like, portrayed all those different emotions on, on her face. Yes. It was just really well done. It was. And here's a spoiler for you. No, nothing ever happens. So what did you think of this episode?
0: I enjoyed this episode. It's not amazing, but I enjoyed it. Also, did you think it was weird that Apophis used his hand device to teleport? Was he using it to teleport? No, he got teleported by the Asgard. No, he used his own teleporter. That
1: looked like Asgard. I took it as an Asgard thing. Because it was the same basic beam effect when Hammond showed back up.
0: Was it? I thought it was a different
1: one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I... am really quite sure it was the same effect. And it was a beam out onto the Asgard ship where he probably, you know, got lit up.
0: Yeah, you're right. It was. I guess I assumed he had transported because his Jaffa all left then. But anyway.
1: Gould don't have uh, teleportation technology. Yeah,
0: that's true. Okay.
1: They have rings and they have stargates.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: No, I I liked it a lot. It felt like this, like, quintessential Stargate episode with, like, cause alternate realities talk about come up all the time in Stargate, but they come up enough that it's kind of, like, part of their toolkit. Mm-hmm. You know, we had that. We had a little bit of, like, techno stuff. Of course, the gold are there. Like, it, it, it felt like a great quintessential Stargate episode. And all right. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Sure. Next week, it's going to be Dead Man's Switch, which, if I'm thinking of the correct episode, is another fun episode that I remember a lot of.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm not not that kind of doctor. Yeah, that one,
1: I think. I I think. If it is, yes.
0: Well, thanks for listening this week. If you enjoyed this, you should also check out our other podcast, Delta Flyer.
1: You can find or review both on your podcast player of choice, and you can also reach us at our email address, StargateWeekly at gmail.com.
0: You can find me on Twitter, at tyrannicus.
1: You can find me on Twitter, at Gamicus.
0: And you can follow the show on Twitter, at Stargate Weekly.
1: And that's our show. Yeah. Alright, so as some of you uh, maybe noticed on Twitter, I threw out there that we'd need new art for our show.
0: Yes, we do.
1: So we're going to hold a little bit of a design submission competition thing. So we have an idea for what we want to see from our logo that's kind of hard to explain like right now in this quick blurb. So if you're interested, email us at stargateweekly at gmo.com and submit to us a sample logo. It doesn't have to be for our show, but, you know, like a logo-looking thing.
0: We just want to see what your style looks like here. Uh, so s- submit a logo of some kind, just so that we can get a general idea of what it looks like, and then we from there we'll choose someone... That we like. Uh, Now, fair warning, uh, if you're a professional artist hoping to make professional rates, we cannot afford you.
1: That's not to say that we're asking you to do this work for free. No. Like, nothing is free, and we we fully want to pay an artist for their work.
0: Absolutely.
1: The initial submissions that are coming into us, we are asking that like, there's nothing for that, unfortunately. This is like, th- this is just like you submitting your art, and we'll make a determination and we'll proceed from there with an artist. But whichever artist we choose is going to get compensated. I mean, we don't make any money off this podcast as it currently stands, so it's not going to be like a ton, but you're going to get something for it. And at the very least, we're thinking that you will also be easily the third person to get a Stargate Weekly t-shirt with our new logo on it.
0: Yes, and that will be exciting because you'll be, there's a limited number of those, so there you go.
1: Yes, you'll get something in addition to the t-shirt, but you'll also get the Mm t-shirt and a crisp high five. Nice. And we also promise that whichever artist we choose, we will communicate more clearly with you than we're doing on this existing call to action. God, I hope so but thanks again for listening thank you in advance to anyone who submits their art to us Uh, you can also uh, get at us on twitter if you want to get some more details on it that way submissions are open starting now there's no real end date until we decide that we've had enough or or not enough